CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and I'm delighted to have you with us today on The Great America Show. Hope you had a pleasant, restful Labor Day weekend. In our family, Labor Day is always a waypost on the calendar. Summer's slipping and fall coming right at us. The grandkids and their friends are back to school, and we're out here on the farm plowing through the news of the day, getting ready for the podcast and radio, back at it trying our level best to make sense of what is right now a country in which common sense and good judgment is in short supply and in desperate demand. Nowhere is that more true, more the case, than in our nation's capital. President Trump, at one of his biggest rallies of this cycle over the weekend, campaign in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, where he attacked President Biden, at one point calling him an enemy of the state because of Biden's open borders, his import of crime, deadly drugs, sex trafficking, and illegal immigration over his wide-open southern border, and Biden's efforts, of course, to ruin President Trump with the Marxist Dems' political persecution over the past six years. And now Biden's outrageous FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, the FBI's theft of documents. And I'm sure that someone right now is trying to frame President Trump, plant evidence, do whatever is necessary. President Biden and the Dems are simply a disgrace. It is sickening to watch the Marxist Dems trying to overthrow the entire nation. Biden is certainly racking up impressive records, though, for presidential indolence and leisure, spending the Labor Day weekend at Camp David. And with that retreat, Biden has now spent an astounding 40% of his presidency on vacation since taking office. 40%. Being a puppet president, hurling hate and spewing lies must be tiring work for Mr. Biden, He's certainly not taking any chances on taxing himself with all that time off. Biden's created a climate of idiocy and evil throughout his administration. His COVIDs are now serving full notice of what we can expect of him. Dr. Ashish Jha, not bashful about fundamentally changing America. His goal is not to get back to normal. He wants to build a very different new normal, to put it in his words. He wants more equity. I say he's another lost Marxist trying to destroy this great country. Our guest today has been in the trenches fighting back against the Marxist Dems and the deep state for years. Top DOD and DOJ official, aide to House Intel Committee Chairman Devin Nunes, and Trump advisor Cash Patel. Cash's name was left unredacted on that FBI warrant affidavit for the FBI to search Mar-a-Lago. Great to have you back with us on the Great America Show, Cash. Lou, it's always awesome to be with you on the Great America Show. Thanks for having me back. Well, I'm going to start with how does it feel to to have only your name (laughs) redacted on uh, all of these uh, classified documents? 
Uh, you know, in our universe, Lou, I think it means we're doing something right. In theirs, it just means they want to target you. And, you know, quick background on this, these corrupt government gangsters who are uh, making a mockery of our law enforcement system at DOJ and FBI. Remember these guys that used to run Russiagate are now back in DOJ running roughshod over here? Well, um, January 6th committee sends me a subpoena. I get death threats that the FBI is actually investigating for nine months because there were credible leads to them. Then on Friday, the day the uh, affidavit is unredacted with my name, the FBI calls my lawyer and says, actually, we found some leads, but we uh, basically ran into dead end and we stopped. The FBI said they couldn't find the guy who wanted to kill me. And then what does DOJ and FBI do? Release my name to the world in the most infamous search warrant in U.S. history because they want to target me and shut me up. This is how evil they come. And I, and I, of course, the hate mail started coming in immediately. And they don't care about it because we're on the other side. But the other side is the truth. And I'm not going to bend the knee to these government gangsters. Your, your expression, government gangsters, I have to say I have seen not a single whit of evidence to suggest otherwise. And I'm going to start in a, a, a different place than, uh, than uh, some folks. I'm going to go to Bill Barr right now because I've been following this. I have been suspicious of him from the moment he assured yep. Donald Trump that there was nothing wrong because the FBI had investigated the 2020 election. That on its face was a lie because there is no way they could have done an investigation without considerable hoopla around it and also resources and time. They devoted none of the above. Mm -hmm. Bill Barr was lying when he told the president that the election had been investigated and there was nothing there of scale, as he put it. Everywhere I look, Bill Barr is attorney general. Uh, knew that Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden was lying in the second debate of and final debate of the presidential election in 2020. And he chose not to do anything about it, he said, because he didn't want to intervene in the election. But he did dispatch his FBI agents to big tech, to social media, to corporate media, all of the major news outlets to tell them this is all Russian disinformation. All of this nonsense about the, the the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, as President Trump sty famously styled it. This is a man, I I don't know whether he's simply complicit or a principal in the cover-up, but he, in point of fact, uh, is involved in this and in some of the ugliest ways I truly believe. Your I don't think I've heard it outlined quite like that, and I agree with you. Look. The, the attorney general sits atop of not just the Justice Department, but the FBI. They report to him. So all of this happened on Bill Barr's watch. And I've been no fan of Bill Barr. That's that's not uh, private. Everyone knows that. But I've, I've been saying it for factual reasons, as have you. And you just put it succinctly. Bill Barr was in charge when the Hunter Biden laptop disinformation scheme began and did nothing to counteract it. Bill Barr was in charge when the FBI, as you as you laid out, went to Zuckerbucks and said, uh, this stuff coming out, you're going to basically need to censor it. And he was in charge when he allowed Twitter to take it down and to remove uh, New York Post's brilliant reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop fiasco, which we now know is true and shows so much criminality. And here's the kicker. The polling shows that had middle America known, uh, the people in the middle of the political spectrum, known about Hunter Biden's laptop in truth, 80% of them would have voted for Donald Trump. That's the election in three states. 
And that's what Donald Trump and I think we're saying about election rigging, because that actually happened all under Bill Barr's watch. And not just his, but Chris Ray, who was equally as complicit in this cover-up and targeting falsely of political opponents because they care more about their jobs. And this institution that Bill Barr used to work at, where I used to be a national security prosecutor myself and said, had all this tradition has been destroyed because of his total ineptitude, and as you say, likely complicity, um, in the biggest scandals in modern American history. And then he goes out and writes a book and everybody sings his praises and he goes out and bashes me. You know what, that's just another sign that I was willing to put out the truth when he was too much of a coward to do his job and fail the American people. And here we are talking about an election that was rigged and a president that should never have been. And now we have the Mar-a-Lago raid and an extension of that corruption. Bill Barr had the opportunity, we went to him and said, you know, you could put out all the documents, show everything from Russiagate, Hillarygate, all the Jan, uh, you know, everything else, not the Jan 6 stuff, but uh, hunt, uh, the Ukraine impeachment fiasco one and two and Bountygate. And he wanted and added no value to that conversation because he cared about one thing, his ego and his reputation, just like the other fraudsters that we fired at FBI as a result of our Russiagate investigation. And uh, and to put this in some some context, uh, Cash Patel and Congressman Devin Nunes, former the former at the time, he was the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, they were the ones who stood up. And uh, when the President Trump was being barraged from every side by the what people what some people like to call the the establishment narrative or that of the Marxist left in this country, uh, in point of fact, it was disinformation ginned up by the Democratic Party uh, and, and they were taking incoming all the time and stood strong. And I just want to again, as always, Cash, uh, you know, I think highly of you, obviously. Uh, but I have to say, again, uh, what you and Congressman Nunes did made all of the difference. This could have turned ugly and uh, finally in those early days, and as you well know. No, thanks very much, Lou. And, and, you know, for us, it's not about us like you, you know, you're out there trying to get the truth out. And that's all we were trying to do. And we did. We got 60 percent of it out. And there's no coincidences in government. I've always said that there's no there's no coincidence that this Mar-a-Lago raid happened. My name was unredacted and it was all during the um, process while we were trying to get the remaining Russiagate documents out lawfully that President Trump had declassified and others. And this it's no coincidence that. The same people that were taught and came up under Bill Priestep and Pete Strzok, who lied about Russiagate, these guys are running this counterintelligence investigation at, at Mar-a-Lago. They're also running the Hunter Biden laptop scheme. And you saw what happened to an, a 30-year FBI man, got essentially walked out the door on Friday night. That does not happen in this corrupt FBI unless you actually did something egregiously wrong. The others who just break the law are allowed to stay for three, four, five years while the internal system um, adjudicates their uh, uh, corruption. But this guy was walked out. It's no no coincidence that these folks worked on Hillary Clinton email, worked on Russiagate, worked on Hunter Biden laptop, and now are working on the raid and the affidavit and the 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 what the fifteenth prosecution of President Trump. They hate him. They don't want him to run. 
And there better be a Congress with some guts come November willing to expose all of these documents for America to read, just like Devin and I did. That's what needs to happen again. That's the only way we're going to get truth out. It's the only way we're going to restore faith to the FBI and DOJ that these people have destroyed, along with Bill Barr and Christopher Ray and Rod Rosenstein, it extends to Merrick Garland and company um, that are now in charge, uh, along with John Carlin and his underlings who um, hate this president so much that they are willing to violate the oath of office, their duty to the American public, and destroy America's premier law enforcement agency. Well, I think they've they've already succeeded in that. Yeah. I, the FBI is destroyed. Mm -hmm. uh, it may be functioning uh, in behalf of the Marxist Dems and their uh, the leadership of the Democrat Party. But what they were, they will never be again. And I don't believe the National Security Division of the FBI and Department of Justice can survive this. Uh, there will have to be an excision uh, of that uh, that part of the organization for there to ever be any possibility of them uh, preserving even the initials of that what uh, mm -hmm. storied agency. I, I want to turn to also uh, the. Yeah, sixty percent that you said you got sixty percent out. Mm -hmm. We know that. Well, I, let me rephrase it. We know what we uh, we think to be the other forty percent, and that in the documents and contained within the files of the president, the former president of the United States at Mar-a-Lago. Is that correct? I don't know what was down there. I'm just speaking to the motives because I found out that documents and boxes were down there when the rest of the world found out about them. I'm telling you that it's no coincidence that these guys went in. So I was named President Trump's national security, excuse me, national archives representative in like June. Um, you know, basically to go over to the chief librarian of the government and say, hey, President Trump declassified this. Can you let me look at it? And then let's release to the public what we should have done six, eight, ten months ago. They have not let me over there once. This is the same librarians who referred Donald Trump to the Department of Justice uh, for this false prosecution or for this false investigation. And so, and the fact that it's the same people running it who know that we exposed their corruption, but they were able to bury those documents. The thing they can now do with an open investigation, and I can tell you this definitively as a former national security prosecutor, is the FBI is now able to say, oh, we have an ongoing matter we can't ever release these documents, not to Congress, not to America, not to the archives, not to the president, not to anybody. Sorry, nothing to see here. And they know that Devin and I and a few other people know what's in them. And we, Devin and I, will not take the easy road. We will not violate the law. Um, but just ask individuals like Johnny Ratcliffe, who knows the um, seriousness of the documents that have yet to be released. Um, and they are preventing us from talking about them by burying them in government bureaucratic gymnastics for political purposes. Trump declassified, and I was on the phone with him a number of times in the waning days of the administration. Uh, and I and I won't say who I was working with uh, <laughs> to, not that it's a big secret, but I never asked, I would get his permission before I ever mentioned his name. And we were expecting the release of those documents and release of those documents. And it, uh, over the course of, I would say two weeks, we're, we're down to the, to the final two days. Uh, and we're, we're never quite sure what was going on, mm -hmm. but there was great, 
a great barrier uh, between what the president wanted and what he had ordered and uh, what was resulting. Can you give us any insight into why the president did not just take those, uh, to put it bluntly, take those damn documents and shove them out in the public? Yeah, Lou, I, w- I wish he had done that because he had every authority under as president of the United States and commander in chief and the Supreme Court has definitively decided in the Egan case that he is the unilateral arbiter of classification. He could have done that. I think even at that point, President Trump had a little bit of faith left that as his orders on the way out would have been followed. But guys like Cipollone, his White House counsel's office guy, who was Bill Barr's plant in the White House, who obstructed every declassification request we made, not just these. Because and who are you he, referring to? Pat Cipollone, the White House counsel under President Trump. I just he, want to make everybody get that name and that title correct. Yep. And he was one of the ones that had always obstructed, always blocked the release of documents because they would tarnish their coveted DOJ and his buddy Bill Barr and the FBI. And they slow rolled it and they played bureaucratic gymnastics and on the way out the door, instead of releasing him and following the rule of law and an order from the commander in chief, these guys subverted the democracy and the rule of law because they thought they knew better and buried the documents and had them sent to here and there for review and this and that, even though they knew that is not what was required and they were violating a presidential order. None of them were prosecuted or investigated for that. They were revered in the press. And everything you need to know about Pat Cipollone and Bill Barr and Christopher Wray, these so-called staunch Republicans of the right are now glorified by CNN and Washington Post and the New York Times. And that's how you know they failed. They failed because they are turncoats. to, a, to the Constitutional Republic of the United States, and they failed because now they're out there on their stupid book tours, making money off their failures. And what they're doing is throwing epithets out there for the fake news media to bandy about like a bunch of media terrorists that they are so that they can get the next fake news headline and keep the focus on Trump and not the focus on the disaster that is the Biden administration. Yeah, this administration, every- and we have the privilege of uh, having a president that is impaired, who is a puppet. Uh, <laughs> and, and the left-wing national media in this country, the corporate media, goes about their business talking about narratives when what they really mean is they're carrying the disinformation of their corporate masters and their uh, political party of choice, which is the Democrat Party, which is the Marxist and the Marxist Dems are the ones who control it. I mean, this is an assault on the republic. It is, you can look at it narrowly, you can look at it broadly, uh, deeply if you prefer, but I have to tell you, I can't come up with another conclusion other than the Democrat Party, the deep state, have now decided the American people are their principal enemy and target. You're right. The deep state, for those that didn't think it exists, now knows it exists. And even the folks at CNN and the Washington uh, Post know it exists, but they're willing to cover up for them because they're part of it. And just look at who the leaks go to when the FBI and DOJ is failing like they are now. Anonymous sources say, you know, Trump allies are now in the crosshairs based on this, this, and this. Or that President Trump is, remember, these guys were saying President Trump's going to be prosecuted for mishandling classified information, even though they know that's legally and factually impossible, impossible to do. 
um, under the law, the Supreme Court and the president's authorities, but they just want to dirty them up and they will do the rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. You know this. They start with Russiagate. They go to impeachment one, impeachment two, Ukraine fiasco, impeachment fiasco. They go to Bounty Gate in Afghanistan. They go to Jan 6 and now they go to Raid Gate or Mar-a-Lago or whatever you want to call it. And when we're when we disprove their disinformation campaigns with the facts, they go to Hollywood. When Hollywood fails, they gin up the next big, quote unquote, Trump crime of the century. And we just have to look at what's coming next because this one's on the verge of failing. And I think tragically what they're going to do is since they've missed Trump yet again because he didn't do anything wrong, they're going to try to jam up people in his orbit on process crimes, um, which is their go-to maneuver uh, when they want to, when they started a false investigation that should never have been started so they can save face in the media and say, oh, we got you. Do the, do the numbers of whistleblowers that have now stepped forward to uh, in front of uh, Senator Grassley, Senator Johnson, Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, the numbers, what something on the order of about two dozen. Mm-hmm. We're learning substantive su- about substantive issues here. Uh, and does that, do you think, complicate the lives of Merrick Garland, Christopher Wray, uh, and their and their crews of hit teams? Oh, yeah. Now you're talking my language. You know, whistleblowers, if you want to geek out a little bit. I mean, these are these these individuals. There's a reason there's a federal whistleblower protection act because waste, fraud and abuse cannot happen in government. And when it does, it needs to be exposed immediately. And the individuals exposing it need to be protected thoroughly. And I am I am heartened to see that guys like Jim Jordan and Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson are, lead, are receiving whistleblowers. I've been leading the campaign for whistleblowers at the FBI to start coming out in droves to places like Congress where they can be protected. And instead of regaling and celebrating these whistleblowers like Chris Ray and Merrick Garland should be, they're doing what you just highlighted. They are terrified, terrified that their corruption is going to be exposed and they are going to be shown the door. So they are going to do everything they can to negatively, adversely impact these whistleblowers, which is unlawful, tout the party line, which just says, oh, great, we will protect these guys and then never allow um, individuals near these sensitive matters who they think are participating as whistleblowers. They should be walking them in, and Chris Bray should be the biggest whistleblower himself by saying, I allowed corruption um, to the greatest extent in United States history at the FBI, and here are all the documentations to prove it. That should be his last act as FBI director. But of course, he is a complete coward and bends the knee to the government gangsters that are in charge so he can have another day in office. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the negative impact is to this country and our security as long as they get the next headline. And that is what disheartens me the most is that there's enough individuals out there to try and overcome these whistleblowers. But what I still say, what I say, what my foundation still champions is these whistleblowers got to keep coming out. Every agency, not just DOJ and FBI, but CIA, NSA, DOD. Let's not forget, as I've, as I've analogized, Christopher Wray is the uh, Mark Milley of the FBI. These two are the same human beings, the same egomaniacs that will break and shred the Constitution so that they can have another day on the job. It's disgusting, and they should both be investigated fully by Congress come November. I can't imagine how they're any less corrupt or culpable than uh, 
any one of these so-called gangsters, these hit crews uh, mm -hmm. put together. I mean, Comey and Strzok and Page, Resnap, mm -hmm. Baker, you know, they're no longer there. But people just as evil or more so have replaced them across the institution. They And we're going from one FBI scandal to another, and there's another one being ginned up every five minutes, it seems, so that uh, this cabal of Marxist dims permeates not only the Democratic Party, is the, you know, are the masters of this puppet president, uh, but they are also mm -hmm. uh, across all of the deep state. Uh, there is no refuge, it seems, right now within the federal government from them. Not right now, but I, I, I do think that once, you know, as, as the midterms are going to go, America has seen the power of what it means to be in the majority. And the first and biggest motion that these committees should be making under Republican leadership is the demanding and subpoenaing of all the documents and put everybody on blast in public hearings without time limits, Ray, Garland, John Carlin, all these other individuals at the FBI, and put them on blast for their corruption. And in and, and that same instance, show them all the documents and say immediately what Congress has the inherent power to do is show them those documents. And that's what these guys are terrified of. So they're thinking of ways right now, because they're evil, to even prevent Congress's access from them. And they have to be ready to engage in that fight. Otherwise, they will allow the deep state to have won yet again and allow people to be duped into um, falsely going to the polls and voting based on disinformation campaigns that were generated by none other than the United States government. And that is what's supposed to happen, not never supposed to happen, but is happening in America in 2020, in 2022. And we have to combat that. I think we're on the verge of defeating them, them being the deep state and the fake news media, because so many people are turning off cable news because they can't stand it anymore because it's one corrupt act after another when they promise to show Russian collusion, then they promise to show Donald Trump's criminality, then they promise to show the insurrection. Now they're promising to show Donald Trump was did actually what Hillary Clinton was criminally responsible to, for, to do, and again, are going to fail and come up with the next iteration of it. I don't know what that's going to be, but their clock luckily is running out because once we hit November and the majorities flip, um, it, it, it should, and we must demand, your audience must demand every day that our Congress, congressional majority, do the job that we put them in D.C. to do. And, and this audience, like audiences everywhere, but this audience, looks over at the Senate and they see Mitch McConnell, <laughs> a man who is aligned more with the CCP than he is his own political party. Uh, he is a rhino, but uh, he's every bit as much a liberal as, uh, as, the, as many of the Marxist Dems. They look over at uh, the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, and they ask, what does he stand for? Mm -hmm. What has he done? Uh, what is his last statement in support of the president of the United States who is besieged by these, I'll use your word, I like it, these gangsters and criminals at the FBI and the De Department of Justice? I worry about that November 8th election, Cash. Mm -hmm. I really do. Because I also listen to Ronald McDaniel, and I think I've been invited to a book party, not <laughs> an election. She is tepid. She is pulseless. Uh, and she is without imagination. And she lost the last election. I'll be damned if she's not still there. I mean, that is the 
the epitome of Washington, no accountability. Well, that's what that's a great place to, to take this, Lou. You know, I think the thing that ticks that that ticks off more Americans more than anything else is the is the portrayal and the reality of a two tier system of justice in the United States of America. Be it how Donald Trump's been handled versus vis a vis Hillary Clinton or how the FBI has been handled versus uh, one special counsel and the other. America will always get ticked off at a lack of accountability, as you said, and the biggest lack of accountability comes not in the promulgation of documents that show government corruption. That's up there. That may be number two. But the biggest lack of accountability is when these hypocrites and these criminals who are running DOJ and FBI show with wanton disregard for their oaths and the law that there can be a two-tier system of justice in the United States of America in 2022. And they exemplify it by routinely breaking the law and putting on partisan witch hunts that we have shown on your show, thankfully, um, over the years. That should never have happened, though. But every time an American sees that, they think, wow, just because I agree with some of the things Donald Trump says, does that mean they're going to come after me and my family now? That, more than anything, will force America to realize that there is a deep state, that there is a two-tier system of justice, and it will hopefully force a course correction to say, we uh, all have to make it our daily life routine to fight the deep state and demand accountability um, starting at both Congress and the White House later, but across the across our government agencies, starting at DOJ, FBI, CIA, and NSA, and DOD. Um, and we have to keep on it and make sure our leaders are relentless. I know we've got people who on our supposedly team and the Republican Party that say they're rowing in the same direction. But if they're not, we got to use the one thing that they always will bend the knee to, and that is public whim, because they care more about how they are portrayed in the public, those that fail us, than how they um, than how they perform their jobs. And if we can show them publicly to be failing, even those that we row past by speedily will will hastily come and catch up with us. And and that's that's our job. And thankfully, we have shows like yours to educate America on it. Well, Cash, I, I, I would know we're running out of time here, but I, I, I want to just go through a few things. First of all, uh, there is this disinformation campaign about the president and the importance of the documents, uh, the, the headlines, president, uh, former president hoards top secret documents. He's got Russian codes. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Strzok kicks in with his uh, Strzok kicks in with his Russian uh, passport nonsense. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's just one humdinger after another. But the president is he okay in this? Yeah, I don't believe I've said from the start um, the the president Trump will be indicted with anything. Uh, it, it is a great point <laughs> to go back to Peter Strzok real quick to say this guy who ran Hillary Gate and Russia Gate is now saying Donald Trump has a Russian passport. I right. mean, that's the only thing people should be talking about. And the fact that he's on CNN every night talking about how credible this investigation is. But that's part of the reason oh, why. I can I interject real quickly? Yeah, Excuse sure. me. And I want everybody to remember all those stories you've seen about how CNN is going to move to the center. That's their big strategy <laughs> and game plan. While they're launching these uh, these absolutely toxic forces in human form, like Peter Strzok and all the rest, uh, McCabe and the the line goes on, four gangsters in a row leading the, F, the, the FBI. Think about that. Uh, they're 
This is pure disinformation. Mm -hmm. CNN is showing, just as Cash is saying, who and what they are, and they are the same. No, you're absolutely right. And it's an extension of the government bureaucracy that has allowed these disinformation campaigns to occur. Because we know the likes of Strzok, McCabe, and Comey are the very ones that leaked information and classified information to the media just to accomplish their political goals. Political goals that should never exist at the top of the FBI and DOJ or anywhere in those buildings for that matter. But returning to the, you know, the where it's going, I think, look, I don't, I've said from the beginning, I don't believe President Trump will be indicted because there's no facts to prove it. And we've put on such a mountain of information publicly um, over these last months to show and educate the American people what actually happened that were DOJ to actually indict him, it would be falsely and there would be an uproar like no one's ever seen. And that is the one thing DOJ pays attention to. Now, my, my fear is that they will do what they did, you know, in the Nixon style era and, and, and some other of those eras is go after some of his aides on process crimes, you know, vis-a-vis -vis what happened to Michael Flint. And they will say, oh, we didn't get Trump, but we got this person. And that, that we only didn't get Trump because this person lied and was in our way. So I am afraid that um, that's where it's going. But, um, and, and we have to remember these people are so evil that they will not stop until they get um, their quote unquote uh, conviction um, to, to bandy about in the fake news media. I hope I'm wrong about the latter part. Um, especially because I don't want anybody to be falsely prosecuted in this country. And I, I want to ask you just a couple of process questions, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the, the law firm, Morrison and Forrester, uh, <laughs> pro bono uh, representation for Timothy Tebow, uh, who is the, one of the few people to actually, it's, I, I don't know whether he's can argue it a number of ways, it looks like they couldn't figure out a way to get him out without getting him out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, do you think that's a fair way to put it? Yeah, and here's the one thing this fancy, for those that don't know, it's very high-end law firm who's doing this for pro bono. Of course, they always get to get free legal representation and vilify us for having funds and foundations to help our friends and family. But uh, T-Boat and his fancy lawyers didn't say one thing they needed to say. That this FBI agent of 30 years had nothing to do with Russiagate, had nothing to do with Hunter Biden laptop, had nothing to do with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Instead, they used fancy legalese to weave in and out of the edges of those investigations. If their client were truly innocent and not ensnared in the corruption that we believe him to have been, then they would have said that, Lou. And that's the kicker for me. They know he screwed up, he's in trouble. And I don't know that this FBI or DOJ will do anything, but at least Congress can act. Uh, forcefully soon. I would like to know if there's a way to know which firms, uh, law firms, uh, have portals directly into the FBI system and which do not. <laughs> we know Perkins Coy does, uh, yeah. which is the only one I know of, but I'm starting to think there might be one over there at uh, Morrison and Forrester. What do you think? Maybe. Hey, look, I was shocked to hear that Perkins Coie, the law firm for the Democratic National Party and the Hillary Clinton campaign, had FBI office spaces nested right in the middle of their shop. I mean, think about it. A white shoe, high-end law firm that charges a thousand bucks an hour is working hand in glove with the FBI, of course, who we exposed the entire Russiagate corruption. And they are allowing themselves to have office space with political operatives. It is something that you didn't even think could happen in banana republics or third world countries, but tragically is happening in the United States. And I think we need to we need to press on and answer those questions you're asking.
you know, the other thing is, I don't understand why the uh, Republican uh, members of Congress and the Senate haven't demanded answers to how many of these portals does the FBI have in law firms, particularly Democratic law firms. They, they would mm -hmm. only be Democratic law firms uh, around the country. Or yeah. was Perkins Coy just so special? <laughs> it, it would be, a, anyway, I, I digress, as the saying goes. I, I want to, if, if I may, just simply turn it over to you uh, for concluding thoughts. We always give, as you know, uh, the last word to our guests. And Cash, we thank you for being our guest here today. Uh, and the floor is yours. No, thank you, Lou, as always, for having me. You've got one of the greatest shows in America. You've been one of the true journalists of our time, and we need you more than ever now. Um, never stop to your audience going out and educating yourselves with the government documents to expose their corruption. We're helping that fight at fightwithcash.com. We put out every government document we lawfully obtain from January 6th to Durham to Russiagate to the Mar-a-Lago raid so that Americans can read it themselves and find out personally how this government has failed them and how they invited the, the, the law and why they, it needs to be fixed. To me, that's the best way, exposing the two-tier system of justice, getting accountability and routing out the, 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 the rot that is nested at DOJ and FBI. The same leaders that ran Russiagate are now back in charge, and it's no surprise that they're there. And you can always find me on at Cash on Truth Social. And thanks, Lou, so much for helping my children's book, The Plot Against the King, become the number one children's book in the country. Not only do kids love it, but adults and pets love it too, according to Truth Social. And um, it's it's funny, it's um, it's humorous, it's a story of truth and conviction and service for our kids. Go to plotagainsttheking.com to check it out. And the sequel is coming out in two weeks, and Lou, it's going to blow the rooftop off the fake news media. Just wait. I love it, and uh, I can't wait. And we'll, uh, we're, but we will. I can't wait, but we will. I guarantee <laughs> you, Cash. And we'll also uh, be vlogging. Uh, your books uh, on the uh, ludobs.com website. We Thank uh, you so much. We promise. And right here on the Great American Show. Thanks for being with us, Cash. You're you're a great American. Uh, we uh, we just want to say God bless you. Thank you, my friend, and uh, see you soon. Thanks everybody for being with us here tomorrow on the Great America Show. We'll have one of the most interesting attorneys in the country. Our guest will be Jeffrey Clark former Assistant Attorney General, acting head of the DOJ Civil Division, and advisor to President Trump on courses of action to deal with voter fraud in the 2020 election. He's also a former partner in one of the country's most prestigious firms, Kirkland & Ellis, a Federalist Society member, and former American Bar Association Administrative Law Governing Council member. Jeffrey Clark is with us here on The Great America Show tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Hope you will be here till then. God bless you and may God bless America.